Well, good morning, everybody. It is uh, August 1st. How about that? How about that, huh? August 1st already. A lot of people are heading back to school. We know that. Good luck this year. Have a good year, everybody. Others are in the middle of their vacation, dreading the day I say this to them, that it's time to go back to school. Okay, but this is what happened to all of us and all the folks in the South and West and wherever you might be heading back. Have a great Great year. Uh, my name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. And uh, we've got some great shows lined up for you all in August and September and throughout the whole school year. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, artificial intelligence, AI. I've got my old good friend from the company that really deals with this every day, Patty West Smith, is going to be with us in just a few minutes. She is the... Um, well, she's a 20-year veteran educator, and she's Senior Director of Customer Engagement at Turnitin. And I'll call Turnitin the company you know, the plagiarism company. And, of course, plagiarism and all that sort of stuff is on everybody's mind with AI. And they've been thinking a lot about it and doing a lot about it. They have created some new products, some new protocols, et cetera, et cetera, over at Turnitin, which is just like it sounds, turn it in, one word. Uh, com. And uh, they were on a few months ago uh, just talking about all the things they're doing and testing it and all that sort of stuff. Patty's going to take us a little bit further today. And I tell you, you can depend on them. We'll see what uh, what Patty has to say. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. Please go over and check out everything we do over there. It's free for educators at ace-ed.org. This podcast will be archived over there. Every podcast we've done is archived over there. Our magazine, we're putting together a new issue of Equity and Access, our online journal, and that, that will be up pretty soon up there. But we know the issue that we have now. If you haven't seen it, just click on the cover. It's really a nice, nice issue. The next one's going to be even better. Each one is progressively better as we do it, plus a ton of information out there, especially about our Excellence in Equity Awards. All right, that's coming up. We want you to get involved in that. Please click through on that uh, link over there, and you'll see all the stuff we're doing with that. We want you involved. It's free for educators. Uh, companies are involved, etc. Go over there. What you're doing for Equity U, your colleagues, your school, companies you love, etc., etc. You'll see how the nominations go. We get tons of nominations all the time, and we want to honor those great educators who are doing so much for equity every day, especially in this day and age. So please check it all out at ace Dash ed.org. And now from the great state of Maine, where I am, we're going down to the even greater state of Delaware. Hi, Patty. Hi, Larry. How are you? I'm fine. How you doing these days? I am great. Things are busy. It's back to school season. Yeah, it is. It is, and turn it in. And I, you know, I, I don't know what you would call. I always call think of turn it in. I think a lot of people do is to quote the plagiarism company. Is that a good way to say say it? How, how do you guys like to say it? Turn it in. Uh, so I'll, I'll tell you the truth, Larry. I avoid saying the plagiarism company um, for one thing because <laughs> it it does have some really negative connotations that I don't think yeah. anybody loves. Um, I like to think of it as the academic integrity company. Ah, um, there you go. See, see, I see yeah, the glass yeah. half empty. I see the glass half empty, and you see it gla- the glass half full. Okay, it's the academic. Like that, there you go. The Academic Integrity Company. I love it. Turnitin.com. <laughs> Is AI coming up a lot in conversation? And it must be. You're, again, your Senior Director of Customer Engagement. 
Okay, you know, I, I think the AI thing is on everybody's mind. And be, actually, I should ask you this question: Do you believe that by the end of the year, the robots will take over the control of the Earth and the machines? The machines will start picking off humans like in Terminator Three, which I hope does not turn out to be a documentary. Yeah, you know, I knew I was talking to you today, Larry. So this morning, I consulted my crystal balls. Yes, and yes. it turns out. The robots are not going to take our jobs because the go. robots are exceptionally average. Um, <laughs> as my friend Eric Lang, who's our uh, uh, vice president of artificial intelligence, like to say, yep. um, or if you put it in the words that my teenage son uses, mom, what chat GPT turns out is kind of meh. And yeah. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think yeah. that's pretty accurate today. <laughs> it's, the, it's the era. era. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I have I have news for you. Eric Eric is actually a robot. Okay, Eric Lang. Just so you know that. The I, I do occasionally check behind his ear to see if there's yeah, don't, like don't, any, like, he's plugged in. That's he doesn't if anybody knows he doesn't drive to work. He's just plugged in by someone. I think Ian during the day and works all day and then that then that's it. So don't think anything he says on this. He's doing well too. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so all that said, and hopefully it's going to work out just fine. What are you hearing from educators out there? What, what what's their outlook on AI? I know some of them. Uh, I, I'm going to use this word: are scared of it. That the kids are really going yeah. to quote use it to cheat. But frankly, they could do that with Wikipedia tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Yeah. And yep. you know, and you know, and, and AI is going to get better. It is going to get better. We all know that. Okay. But you know, what are you hearing as we and, and we are literally entering an era. So what are you hearing from from your customers about this? And and you can talk yeah. about higher ed as well. Uh, we're we're K twelve, sure. but I want to hear what you're hearing from higher ed as well. So I, I think I think you're right, um, Larry. I, I think this is the, the the absolutely the era of of AI and especially yeah. AI generative tools. Um, you know, because AI has been around for quite some time and it's been built into lots of products, but it is the AI generative tools that can actually produce content, um, mm-hmm. whether that's writing or images. or um, But those the AI generative tools uh, are definitely taking center stage right now, and I do think that they are going to shake up a lot of things. Um, worldwide, across every industry, there will be impacts, and certainly those impacts will be felt in education. Um, I think the way that teachers are talking to us right now is that um, it's it's an evolving response, right? So I think yeah, in yeah. the earliest days, right? So I think ChatGPT came out sometime around November 30th, right? Not yeah, a great yeah I don't know, but I would be. imagine so. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. Um, yeah, it is. And and that was not the time of year where teachers were necessarily paying attention to a new tech tool, right? Cause that's a crazy time of year for teachers, especially right. in North America. Um, but as, as time went on, they started to hear more and see more signs that there, that, that this was a real sort of uh, disruptor for education. Um, and, and the initial stage, I would say the first 90 to 120 days is what I like to call the chicken little um, response where everyone was well said. and the, the sky was falling Yeah. Um, and teachers were going to be replaced and we should never use writing again in education. Uh, so you were seeing things like that, like headlines were like, is the essay dead? Um, you know, real doom and gloom kind of stuff. Um, and then, as they do, 
teachers started digging in, they started testing, they started figuring things out. And I think we started, we are now in a stage where people are saying, okay, we have to put some guardrails in place because there are things to be concerned about, but there's also potential here. Uh, yeah. So I wrote a post that I, I think I called. Uh, yes, keep talking into, your, to, talk into your phone or microphone, whatever you're using, but you're, you're turning Sorry, your head there. and I can hear it fades every so often, and I want people to be able to hear you, Patty. I, I, I apologize, Larry. I, I'm animated okay. in my talking, so I've got my hand I, I know. Um, I, I know. It, 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 it takes a while to build up the habit. Okay, really I, I have done oh. it, but it takes a long time. So no, no apology necessary. I just want people to be able to hear you. It, so I think now we're in the stage where people are saying, okay, here are the challenges and are starting to really develop their methods for responding to those challenges. Um, and then here's the potential, right? So here's the promise that, that exists. And then I think there's a third category that often gets overlooked, and that is the responsibility for educators, and I think yeah, this this, yeah, this yeah. space of dealing with those three fronts is where we are right now, and I think we're in a wonderful moment because you know summer is that time where teachers kind of reboot. They, you know, they they reflect Good on point. what they've done, and then they try to come up with new ways that they're going to go into this new school year. Um, and I think with AI in particular, a lot of work has been done this summer to educate themselves and to prepare for this sort of new threat, as well as the promise and responsibility that comes along with AI generative tools. Right. It, it, to me, it's something. And, and Patty, uh, as you were talking, it brought up something in my head. You know, um, I, I remember when the, when one of four function calculator came out. That would have been about 1970 maybe 71, okay? And it was yeah. like a miracle, you know, and they cost 100 bucks for a four-function four calculator, okay? And everybody yeah. liked it, but, but math teachers hated it because they were worried that uh, here's a new era and everybody can cheat, all right? And that blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, of course, that did not happen where the calculators today are absolutely amazing, but it's just a, a, a new tool, that allows people to do something a bit quicker than they used to, and perhaps sometimes more accurately, or at least double check, et cetera. And eventually, yeah. educators learn to work with it and use it as a teaching tool, all right? And because everybody, when you go to work, you use the easiest and fastest thing, okay? When you go right. and take a right. job in the world, you know, you're not going to work out the 30,000 numbers by pencil. You're going to use your calculator. Okay. I think, Larry, you made, you made a good point there, and you used a really critical word, which is tool, right? And yeah. every Thank tool you. that exists has the potential for use and misuse. Um, and I think that's where we are, is really figuring out what is acceptable use and what is misuse. Um, and that, I think, is going to be the theme of this year, this school year, um, in terms of educators really helping students and, and other stakeholders, parents, community members, understand yeah. what is acceptable use and what is misuse of those tools. Um, I think that's where we are going into this, this school year. Um, and I, actually, I think it's really exciting. Um, I know it's scary. It I realize is. that. Don't get me wrong. But I also think there's a lot scary of Scary fun. People love horror movies. Scary's love. That's fun. true. That's true. People yeah, do love horror good. movies. Yeah. 
You know, it, 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 so where's, where is Turnitin on all this right now? And I know you guys were designing tools, uh, your own tools, to help educators figure out how to, A, how to work with the AI, and B, how to detect it. Okay, and again, yep. there may be nothing wrong with using it. Okay, if a kid uses it well as a tool. Okay, that's simple. But I'm curious, where's where's turning in on all this right now? And I, I know they've got you and Ian on the team, so you guys must be thinking it through a lot. Absolutely, I I think everybody at turning in is thinking about AI uh, pretty frequently. Um, For me, it's kind of all day, every day. Uh, It is absolutely (laughs) my main uh, front. Um, You know, my my role at turning in. The easiest way for me to explain it is that it's my job to speak to and for teachers at the company, uh, and the same for students, right? Like I'm like, not, like, not, like an ombudsman. You're like an ombudsman for the profession. I, I try to be. That's the role I you try are. to serve. Well, you um, are. You are, Patty. Thank you. You care about them. So, you, so you, what you, we did, yeah. um, in April, we released a preview of our mm-hmm. um, AI indicator. Um, And and so what the indicator does is it gives teachers insight into um, the likelihood that AI tools were used. And there's a very sophisticated algorithm and lots of math and, uh, you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence that's powering that. Um, And I know Eric has been on to talk with your audience about that in the past. And he's obviously, he's the technical expert. My job has been to, with my team, is to really work to provide resources for educators and to be a thought leader in this space to say, okay, how do we talk to students about this? What do we do with our assignments? How do we change our process for teaching writing? Uh, How do we look at policy? Um, What does communication look like with other stakeholders? Uh, Where's the threshold between what is acceptable use and what is misuse? Um, and so we've been churning out resources and doing interviews and writing blogs and white papers and doing research and conducting surveys to make sure that we are partnering right now and supporting educators as they're trying to figure all of this out. Um, so uh, even before the uh, indicator came out, my team had been putting out resources to say, okay, some writing assignments are particularly vulnerable to AI misuse. How can you change your assignment or change your approach to yeah. your assignment yeah. in a way that's going to make it less vulnerable to misuse? Um, so we put together some can, rubrics. Can you give an example checklist. of that? Can, can you give an example of that in, as, as you thought this through? What would be a good example of, of, a, of, a, of a writing project that, that you know, you could, you could t- t- talk about the AI audit? Go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely, right? So when – when we ask students to write inauthentically, and it's a lot of sort of uh, literal, for lack of a better word, regurgitation of is incredibly vulnerable oh. to AI misuse, right? No, you you read my term papers, Patty. You read my term papers. <laughs> you should have been in my class, Larry. I didn't do <laughs> stuff like that. You, well, I should have. Um, I should have been. You're right. So. So when you when you use an assignment that you've been using for 20 years and there's one right answer to it and it's going to summarize or regurgitate factual information, it doesn't have room for student voice and reflection. It doesn't uh, require high-level critical thinking and reasoning. When you um, uh, when when you aren't requiring sources or citations. 
um, when you aren't looking to mm. personalize the task to the student, mm-hmm. um, when you don't call out the parameters around what is or is not ethical use of AI in the assignment and you just leave that open to interpretation, all of those things make a writing assignment more vulnerable to AI misuse. Um, so we literally put together a rubric that teachers can use to evaluate their own writing prompt or their own writing assignment to say, how vulnerable is this writing prompt to AI misuse? Um, and that's been really powerful because it forces that's them to think about. That's interesting. Yeah, it puts the yeah, onus really on the educator. It their, puts the onus on the educator, which is great. They're the, they're the adult in the room, if, if I'm reading you right, than it does on the kids. You got to assign the thing that, that nails this. That's, I love that. It also empowers mindset. them, Larry. Right? It also empowers them to say, "I I am not a victim to AI tools. <laughs> there are things I can do to protect academic integrity in my assignments and assessments." Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a very empowering way to think about it. To say. You can protect your classroom, protect the academic integrity of the work you're asking your students to do by revising and adjusting the actual writing assignments you're giving students so that they're less vulnerable to those nine at night panic moments where students are like, oh, my God, I didn't do this, and they just hit that button and want to turn it in. Um, So there there are very, very clear methods. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. to turn it in, pun. Yeah. I, yeah, I like to in. throw those out yeah, there did, whenever I can, Larry. You did. You did a good job. I liked I did pick up on it, okay? It was good. No pun intended, but it is. The, that Thank pressure you. mounts, okay, and you got to do it. But I love the way you're thinking here. And and the thinking, yep. okay, is let's, let's, let's teach the educator to use it. It's their responsibility to use it correctly. And, again, we can go back to the calculator, Okay. Right. It's the, it's, it's the teacher's kids. responsibility. People are going to be using these tools. These kids are going to graduate school, go into whatever profession they use, okay, and, and you know, into the college or whatever, they're going to use these tools, okay? Helping yes. them to understand the tools, okay, can be right. part of an educator's job, okay, because this, this is the is future. This is to what I referred to earlier as what I consider the responsibility of educators yeah. in this new era, right? We have to teach students what is ethical, what is not ethical, what the benefits of AI tools are, and what the drawbacks are, what you have to be careful about. If we don't teach students that, we are not preparing them for the world that they are going to live in. And so we have – that's why I I have such a concern when I hear about bans on AI generative tools. I understand the reaction. I think it's coming out of that chicken little moment that I talked about. Um, sure. To just say, nope, you can't use them at all, right? Um, but the problem with that is that we are then not educating students to use the tools that That's they right. will have to use. And, I mean, it would be like not teaching a construction worker how to use a hammer. You just can't do it. Um, and the, oh, the Or if I may, let's go back is, to this other one. It, 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 could you imagine if schools today did not teach kids how to use a calculator? Everybody uses a calculator every day. Absolutely. 100%. It's not a cheat. Right? It's not a cheat. And, and there, is, there is an equity issue here, too. And I know this is something both of us are very passionate about. We've talked oh, about yeah. it before with rubrics and feedback. Um, and so here's what happens when you put a ban in place. 
When you put a ban in place, you stop the tools from being used instructionally. You stop the tools from being um, used by all students in a controlled environment with guardrails in place. And instead, you open it up to students to figure it out on their own, which is always scary. Um, yeah. And it, think about what happened. You've got, you know, so there are free AI generative tools out there, right? But then there are the paid versions, and they're faster, and they're slicker, and they're adding features to them. Who's going to have access to those, Larry? If schools take away access to students, the people who will have access to those are wealthy people who can pay yeah, right. for those subscriptions. So we're, we're getting right. into a cycle where, once again, the privileged will be privileged more by our actions. If we're not careful, it will widen the digital divide. It will widen the gap between the haves and the have-nots in terms of the technology they have available to them. And that means that you are potentially taking a generation of students and taking away from them access to the tools that will help them be successful in the world that they're entering. And I have a huge problem with that when it comes to equity because yeah. we know who's hurt by that. Yeah, as always. And it, 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 uh, I hadn't thought of it like that, but it, it really is a it really is a situation that demands uh, some evaluation before we get into it. We gotta we gotta get every kid, and it, it should if it works out right, it it should help the equity situation because it allows everybody to access the, this, if I may, the same type of information, the same type of usefulness. I mean, it, it's just it's just that simple. You know, you mentioned before you put together rubrics that help educators decide mm -hmm. how to you know where where is that and let me ask the question where where i want to ask this right where how are you planning for teachers to use turnitin's products which they're familiar with okay in terms of the rubric etc how do they access what you guys are doing Help so, me out so with that. Well, what what is the actual is thing that, that you're doing, and how how's it helping everybody? Yeah. How do they get to it? Okay. So there are a number of ways you can get to these resources and that you can access what, what Turnitin is doing in this moment. First, obviously, is inside our products. If you're a Turnitin user, then inside your product today, there's a preview that gives you access to the AI indicator. Um, it's today available in all our products as a preview because it was such an urgent situation. In the future, yeah. obviously, it will be, you know, it, it's, it's a thing you have to pay for. It is a software um, company. Uh, so that's the future. But you can access it there. And then right inside the product, we have links to the rubric I mentioned so that you can evaluate your prompt right while you're in, turn it in, setting up your assignments. We also have access to other resources about AI generative tools, um, some that are really just general to hear um, like a sort of a hot list of resources where you can go and read and learn more about these tools if you haven't done that work yet. Again, available right inside our product. Um, and then one I'm really excited about is in addition to the rubric, we have a checklist that is more designed to evaluate the process you use. So for example, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. If you, if you are using the writing process 
and you have students brainstorming and you have them drafting and you have them uh, you having writing conferences and doing peer review, each one of those moments in the process becomes almost a checkpoint where you can see the work actually mm -hmm. developing and evolving over time. Um, and we know that is a far more, um, let's say, uh, that, that is far less vulnerable to AI misuse. Because again, the use case that really pops up is that it's the last minute, I'm going to pop this into chat GPT just so I have something to turn in. You See, I did it again, turn it in. Um, but uh, <laughs> if you are using the writing process along the way, then you're, you are a lot less vulnerable. So we also have a resource uh, that walks you through that in the product. All of those resources are also available on our website, not behind a paywall, available to everyone. You can go nice. to turnitin.com. And there's a dedicated landing page for academic integrity resources. I think Ian probably shared that with you, Larry. Yes, he did. He did. But but not yeah. everybody listens to every show. No. Nope. And I want to make That's sure that true. as we're talking, they they're listening to this one. Okay. Yeah, and you know, or hear it again. It never hurts. To, it never hurts to say it twice. Okay. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. To to get people, um, especially now that they're excited to getting back to school. You know, it, it brought up something in my mind a minute ago. All right. Uh, a lot of this is available to your customers, all right? Mm -hmm. And uh, believe me, I know you guys know how to build customers. I don't. I certainly am not trying to do that. But is there going to be for a, a, any school or district or whatever? And this is, I think, is a good idea. Professional development to teach it for you. Turn it in, regardless of if they were customer or not. People can pay for this or whatever. Did you go into a school district and tell them? All these these things we're talking about today, how to use and teach in an era of, of uh, AI. And not only would that be a boon to educators everywhere, but it would build you guys a thousand new clients. Okay? And, yeah. and you know, PD's hot these days. And I was just curious, is, is there going to be a way to do that? How's, it going, how's that going to work, if, it, if, it, if yeah. it's possible? So one of the it's a good idea. I just had to share it with you, Patty, because what you're I, saying I is so insightful. It. I I'm gonna... Yeah. I'm going to work that into my business plan. Um, I appreciate you, Larry, thinking about me. Um, so, look, we, we are doing some very specific things. First, we are offering um, workshops for our customers. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I figured. You know, uh, sometimes as part of their just normal onboarding process, and sometimes, you know, we have longtime customers who are asking for a special session. Um, we're doing all of that work. We're also um, going to events. Uh, recently, um, my friend Ian and um, uh, one of the members of my team, who's a longtime veteran educator, went to um, ISTE. Mm -hmm. and they had, a, they had presentations yeah. in the booth. Um, th those were available to everybody, right? The resources, available to everybody, customer, and it doesn't matter. Same thing for the resources on the website. We're also hosting public webinars. Um, <coughs> uh, sorry, I haven't done it again. That's okay. Um, I hope your throat's all right. And that's what this is what I'm talking about. Public webinars. Yeah. So that's what I mean. We are. Uh, yeah. We have one coming up in September. I'll be leading that one myself. Um, and it's all about the things that you and I are talking about today. Like, yeah. what do we say to students about this? How do we set our policies? Um, how do we communicate with parents? What kind of activities do we actually do with students to teach them what they can and cannot do? Because here's the thing I say all the time, Larry. Um, I'm probably plagiarizing myself now, uh, but a thing that I say all <laughs> I don't the time think, I, don't, is, I think you can do that. That's okay. I don't think you can, I don't think you can plagiarize yourself. It, it's, 
<laughs> you have to cite yourself, uh, but yeah, okay. so I'm citing myself here. As Patty West okay. has said, um, uh, uh, the um, the reality is, if we leave gaps for students, they will fill them in for themselves, and they will almost never fill them in in the same way that we would want them to understand an idea. So we have to do the work of not just talking to them about AI, but teaching them about yeah. AI. Um, and, and so we're, my team has been building instructional activities. We're building slide decks that uh, educational leaders and administrators can use with their teachers to lead a professional development. So, so yeah. for me, it's not just about us doing the workshop, right, because that's, that's not scalable. There are only so many hours in the day. I can't do every workshop around the world. Um, but what we can do is give resources to teacher leaders, to admins, to instructional leaders, so that they can work with their teachers, so that teachers can use these resources in PLCs and work together as collaborative exactly. teams. Exactly. Right? So we've built all, on that same website of resources, you'll find that there's a whole section of professional learning resources that are designed to empower every educational leader to be walking their staff through what it means to have AI generative tools in the classroom, how to use them, how not to use them, how to talk about them. Um, and we, I mean, we have been, I can't tell you we're like little elves working round the clock <laughs> to create these resources. Right. I got to tell you, and Patty, I know you can't do live every webinar, but I want you to try to get the one in Hawaii in, in February. <laughs> Okay, okay, try for that one. one. Just, I, just get that I one. I my calendar, Larry. Yeah, I think just, I'm just available for yeah. yeah, Hawaii. You'll, need, you'll, need, you'll yeah. need your family to help you with all the equipment. Okay, Probably. so just, uh, just do that with to help hook up my laptop. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about the yeah. one in Chechnya. Don't worry about that one, okay? Just do the Hawaii <laughs> one. Yeah. It, it, you'll be you, – you'll be <laughs> – You'll be good. You're Patty, this was great. Me, Larry. I, I am. That. I am. I'm always looking out for you. And I love the idea of plagiarizing yourself. As as a speech in Shakespeare, Mark Anthony said, and let me quote Mark Anthony when I said friends, Roman customers, lend me your ears. Friends, 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 Romans and customers, lend me your ears. There's a good line for you. Lend me your ears. Okay. That's my line. Friends, Romans, customers. Lend me your ears. There you ears. go. Okay. This is great stuff. Patty, I know you guys are on top of this. Okay. And Teachers have to be on top of it. And your insight about laying the responsibility on the teacher to, to, you, to teach the kids to use it right, not to worry about the kids cheating on it, okay? That, that's irrelevant, yeah. okay? It, 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 you know, it's upon us. It's here. And, you know, social media started off as nothing, and now it's everywhere. It's pervasive, yeah. obviously, as we all know, everywhere. This is going to be the same thing. It's just, the, it's just now starting to burst through the egg. And uh, I tell you, the insights you have are terrific. And eventually it will be Godzilla coming out of that egg. But that's okay. He may be a friend. That's what we got to do, make Godzilla a friend. Patty, thanks a million. And I'll just ask, are you enjoying the beaches in Delaware this summer? Oh, I always enjoy the beach in Delaware, but Good. it's hard to get away from the tourists. It is. It, it, a buddy of mine just said he's down there for a week, literally got there yesterday. Okay, in Rehoboth. Yeah. So there you go. You know, what can I there tell you? you? It's like Maine. It's like Maine here. Been. You know, it, in the summer, it's it's all, which is fine. We love them. It's all tourists. Okay. And it's That's good true. for the Absolutely. state. You got it. Patty, thanks a million. We'll do more. And by the way, I'll just say this, and I know Ian will listen to this. Both of you want to get together. You have the, um, some kind of, you have a webinar coming up in uh, September. 
And, and if you want to do a podcast before or after that, okay, whatever you, whichever makes sense, get one of you get back to me on that one, okay? All right, Larry. I love that. Okay. Thank you. I'm, you're always welcome here, okay? Patty, thanks a million. Okay, have a good day. Take Enjoy care, this Larry. beautiful weather. Okay, everybody, that's Patty West Smith, good friend, good, great guest from turnitin.com. You heard it all. Okay, it's really good stuff. They are not the plagiarism company. They are the academic integrity company. There you go. I, I love working with that company. All right, and you will too. Please check it out, turnitin.com. Um, we'll archive at ace-ed.org. And if you want to get in touch with me, it's Larry at ace-ed.org on email. I am Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.